0: this is the relevant life church podcast where we are about connecting with god relating to people and reaching our world tune in as our church goes through this week's teaching in god's word today i have the privilege to introduce uh, two very special people two very important people at relevant life church we love missionaries right say we love missionaries Uh, i believe that's that's not evident just in our words that's evident in how you give, it's evident in how you support. Um, Bill and Carol Paris—they've uh, been on the field for quite a long time. Over, as I'm trying to calculate, I'm thinking over 30 years. Um, they'll probably give you more detail if you're. I, I, I always hate this because I'm now known rather than Kevin and Rhonda. We're known as Trenton and Ally's parents, or Sydney and Alex's parents. You know we're the identity. So I want to connect the dots. If you remember Sam Paris, this is his parents. And um, they started it all, and he's followed, the, he's followed their path. So I want to give credit where credit's due. But we thank you for them, and we've supported them for many, many years. Uh, and they're, we're like almost their last service. I think they have one more tonight, and then they head out on Tuesday, I believe it is, back to Japan. And so w- we're privileged to get them before they leave. Would you welcome Bill and Carol Paris? <laughs>
1: It is such a privilege to be here this morning. We're just as excited as uh, we were greeted with excitement at the door, and we're excited too. Uh, we talked to Sam last night, and he says, oh, we love that place. Give give them our love. So <laughs> he sends his love, and Lisa and the kids. Uh, they're in Vanuatu, and they're there until it opens up because they want to make sure they can Stay with the mission that God has given them. This morning, we want to share with you about what God has been doing in and through us and in the country of Japan. And we want to start with a short video that shows you a bit about the country where we minister.
2: This is the sound of silence. In Japan, there exists a culture of silence, often dismissed as a positive aspect of our culture. It chokes, chokes up the voice of truth. It lies, telling you that people you pass on the street don't want to hear about Jesus. It's contagious. Like a virus, it spreads. Threatening to destroy us from the inside out. Someone once said that Japan is a swamp and that Christianity will never take root here. But God can do the impossible if someone will break the silence. Who will carry the message? Help us break the silence in Japan. Listen. It's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness. For the Lord! Make a straight highway through the wasteland. For
1: Japan, a beautiful country full of gracious people, a country where God has created beautiful mountains and and lakes and ocean, but a country that's only 1% Christian. Silence is probably not the first word that you think of when you think of Japan, a country of 123 million people in an area the size of the state of California. How could that be silent? <laughs> but it's a silence of the soul, a silence of the heart. In Japan, the group is most important. First of all, you are Japanese. Then you belong to whatever company you have uh, pledged to give your life to. <laughs> and your school group. But the individual's needs are not You're not free to express your individual needs. You know, today you were sharing prayer requests and the pastor was sharing how much sharing his need with you has lightened his burden. The Japanese don't know that 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 is so. And that's why we went to Japan in 1987 to share with them God's love, to let them know that God loves them as an individual. God uh, sent His son to die for us. If there'd only been one person that needed Jesus, he still would have died. And when we accept Jesus as our Savior, we accept him as individuals. So uh, we have been there since 1987 sharing, to our neighbors, sharing to classmates, sharing to co-workers. God loves you and cares about you. We've done, uh, we, we are also known as Sam and Aaron's parents. <laughs> In Japan, you greet your neighbors when you move into a new community. You go around and uh, do aisatsu greetings. And the kids got around before we did. <laughs> So we'd go to the door and introduce ourselves and they'd say, Oh, are you Sam and Aaron's parents? <laughs> so we had child dendo, that's evangelism. And then when the kids grew up, we had doggy dendo. <laughs> we had a dog and we'd walk the dog every day, and the neighbors would walk their dogs, and hey, you've got something in common. So I, th- I commend you for getting out in your community and showing them that you care and that you have needs and concerns like they do. One short story that illustrates uh, this uh, a reticence of expressing your need is uh, one Christmas when we were first there, Sam was about middle school age, and we had gone to a home, ch- a house church for a Christmas Eve service. And they had set up the living room with all the chairs and a pulpit and decorations. And three ladies were standing in front singing the Christmas songs. We're sitting and enjoying the song with them. When Sam leans over and says, Mama, that lady is on fire. And we could see smoke coming up behind her. <laughs> Because it was crowded, she had stepped back too close to the candles that were, that were lit in front of the pulpit there. And it was singeing her sweater, and we were afraid that it would catch her clothes and her hair on fire because she had long hair. So nobody was doing every, anything. It would be too embarrassing to get up. But my husband, the hero... <laughs> The guest speaker, you know, gets up, walks down the aisle, turns her around, <laughs> pats out the fire, turns her back around, <laughs> and goes back and sits down. The service continued, and as she went to play the organ, we saw the singed <laughs> hole in the back of her sweater and down her skirt. But the thing was, not only had no one had the courage to do anything about it at the time, her husband came to my husband after the service and said, I'm so sorry for the, uh, the embarrassment that my wife has caused. So that just shows you that uh, you know, you're supposed to save face, not express your needs. But God loves us, and we want the Japanese to know that. We want to be able to say Japan is not just 1% Christian, Japan is 10%, 10% Christian, 100%. or uh, my husband always says
3: 100%. 100%.
1: Wouldn't that be wonderful? So thank you so much for sharing with us in your prayers, your encouragement, and your finances. We couldn't minister there without you, and you are an important part. Thank you.
3: Thanks, honey. Yeah, it is special. This last Sunday that we're here in the States, it's like a turning point in one way. You go from level to level in God's glory. There is something that happened here just yesterday. We were at the hotel here that you guys had graciously supplied for us, and uh, we asked, where could we go for a walk? They said, Bush Park. So we went over there. So got a big one. And we went walking around it, came over to the gazebo near the house. And uh, as we were walking down by the flowers there, and there was a lady in a wheelchair sitting in the gazebo. And we we came up to her. and I said, well, we never, this is our first time here. She said, oh, yeah, well, I grew up here. I used to hide and play hide and seek right in here. And, uh, uh, and, and then I said, we're missionaries, and we're speaking in churches here in Salem. And she she got excited about that. Then she said, all of a sudden, she said, you're going to have a special day this Sunday. And then just before we left, I said to her, you know, I bless you with that healing you so desire in your heart. And immediately, she says, I feel. And I said, yeah, I do too. God is healing. His glory is coming upon us. America, you know, the world is sitting in darkness with this COVID situation. But the creation has a big message to give us. You go out away from your house at night on a dark night, no moon. You look up at the sky. What do you see? Bright stars. Well, you are those stars. You are those stars in the darkness. You are the glory of the Lord. Shining brightly in your city. As it says in Isaiah 60. Rise shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold darkness shall cover the earth. And deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles will come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. So. So. And God is for you guys. He's really for you. His plan is good for each of you, and he's going to bring it to pass. You're not going to miss it. He is mighty in your life. He's glorious because you care for your city, and this city is yours, paid for by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So take it, church. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Well, you know, when COVID hit Tokyo, We were downtown Tokyo, and Carol and I, all of a sudden, I had a panic in my heart. I said, oh, this isn't right. I'm a man of peace. What's this doing in my life? And I went to the Lord, and he showed me I had focused on fear. And I repented, I turned to him. And he gave me three words. He says, it's over. In me, it's over. In me, you're more than an overcomer. In me, you win in every situation. Even though this fear is captivating the world and locking them up, you're not locked up. You're locked up in me. I and you and you and me. We are to one together in this situation. Hallelujah. So stand in me, rise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is upon you. And I believe when he said it's over, I believe he's going to, it's coming a day, he's just going to lift that whole thing off the earth. Because he's bigger than that. He's bigger than it. He's bigger than cancer. He's bigger than any infirmity you may battle. Hallelujah. And you're on the winning side all the time. Amen. We win no matter what is happening around us. Amen. Well, I'll tell you a testimony that happened during this COVID time. It, years ago, though, I was out cutting my grass, and the Lord said to me, You know those six pine trees that are up against your neighbor's house? I want you to cut them down because they'll get saved. So I went to the home center, bought me a chainsaw, tied a rope to each tree, and had my wife pull each one towards our house as I cut the tree. And by this time, our our street is full of Japanese neighbors looking at this foreigner put on a show. Normally, they would hire a professional, but I probably should have had one. But uh, but all, uh, all five trees are falling straight towards her as I cut them. But then I say, I look at the sixth tree as I noshed, uh-oh. Yep, it's falling towards my car that I forgot to move. And I hear a cry in the street from the people, and I... And I ran over and looked, and the branches just barely hit the windshield, but there's a nice U-shape in the fence. But the good thing, the neighbor lady, the wife of the next-door neighbor, she come running out and says, my house is full of light. Ah, the wall is down with my neighbors. At favor. And he, her husband would drive me all over, show me the sights, and went, began to ask me questions about God, but at that time made no commitment. Years went by. He finally retired from his job in downtown Tokyo, out playing golf, doing what he loved to do. And one day he ended up in the hospital on IVs, could not eat a drink for months at a time. But just before COVID, this was God, had them move him into their house on the hospital bed, on IVs in the house. I had favor with him, so I could walk right on in there, even in during COVID time. And one night I said, "You ready to receive Christ as your Savior?" He said, "Yes." The next day, his wife came to me. She said, "He's drinking green tea and eating yogurt, and he's joking with me." And uh, two weeks later, I looked outside my window towards her house. I saw a lot of people going in and out. I went over to check it out, and the wife met me at the door. She said, "It was so unusual." This morning, I just made him some tea. He was just joking with me, and I turned to him to serve the tea. And he's gone. He went so peaceful. In heaven, he's he's there already, and he missed hell about two weeks. And now, it's his wife's turn, so pray for her. So she, she wanted me to cut down a few months later. She said, I want you to... Would you cut down all those bushes you planted in places, those trees? Are, the roots are getting to my sewer system. Oh, I didn't want to, but I said, okay, I'm going to do the Abraham thing. I dig another well. So, got the chainsaw out that day and cut it all down. Yeah, and she's over at our house all the time now. So, she we got to share more with her. So, pray, Mrs. Zun will get saved before we get back. Okay? Another good thing that's been happening is that I'm a prayer commissioner for Many mission organizations in Japan that they did, years ago in the fifty years ago they decided we got we this is such a tough place to win people for Christ we need to network as a church a whole church and so we've been sharing they've been sharing all these years growing together when I came to Japan they asked me to be prayer commissioner and hold prayer events and so on but this year uh, during COVID we cited as a committee, let's have a nationwide prayer going on every month. And, and uh, it was so special seeing all the missionaries connecting all over Japan, praying for our nation. That we're going to see this land, this people saved and this land healed. So that is an awesome thing that's been happening. You know, an important thing that's happened during this COVID time is it expressed in Second Chronicles 4.17. If my people will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Well, that means humbling comes to us in the church too. Because I was, you know, enjoying pastoring downtown Tokyo, reaching the city for Christ, and been there 18 years, and the Holy Spirit said during this time, Would you surrender being head pastor to me. I didn't want to. I was enjoying it. And I said, okay. I, as I did, I got such a peace about it. Then the Lord reminded me, you know, when I called you to Japan back in the 80s, I said one word, Tokyo, and you came. But I also, sh- before you left Portland, I showed you a vision of all of Japan. You saw a dark nation that had broke out into a revival fire from the north, south, east, and the west. And now that, you know, that I'm free of pastoring that church, Our area director saw, we want you here and there all over the the nation in these churches that need help and to build them up and put the fire of the Lord in their hearts and equip them to reach their land. So that's what we're doing. We're fire starters now, okay? Good fire starters. And the word the Lord gave me for Japan, since I surrendered to him on that, he says, I am setting Japan on fire for me. It is time for this land to no longer be known as an unreached people group. I'm pouring out my spirit on every man, woman, boy, and girl. And I'm raising up my church to be who I've called them to be, a lighthouse of my glory. Hallelujah. You know, I've been sharing some things here about how I hear from God. But today, I want to share some of those things with you to help. If you're struggling in these dark times, how to hear from God on a daily basis, it's important to know how to do that. Not just on Sunday, but every day, every day, every, every part of the day. Amen? All right. An important verse I want to start with is the surrendered life, as Galatians 2.20 talks about. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Not about me anymore, is it? It's him. But Christ lives in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Therefore, we must hear his voice and learn to really fellowship with him. We must know him as our greatest need. You know, sometimes our heart gets divided. Because in Japan, one time the Lord showed me my divided heart. On the one hand, I was doing my own thing, trying to make it happen. On the other hand, I was seeking him for help. I was going back and forth. When the Lord showed me I had wrong use of my strong will, I surrendered. I saw it as an idol, just like my neighbor who burned incense to an idol. And I repented. And I saw that the power of the gospel was all I needed. And then, from then on, I no longer had the attitude, oh, I've got to win Japan because I have to as a missionary. But no, because now I have life to give. The word of God became alive because my heart became single and at rest in him that he's revealed all through scriptures. And I began to live in him more than I've ever known before. So fix your gaze upon Jesus as you pursue your life and relationship. He's the author and finisher of your faith. Hebrews 12, 2. And know you're conversing with the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, let's go to Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Is, this, is, this passage has given me more help in hearing from God than any other passage in the Bible. Habakkuk 2, verse 1, I will stand myself on the rampart. This is the watchtower in the midst of a vineyard. And Habakkuk, that's his prayer place. It's quiet up there. It's beautiful. And, and he says, I will watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I'm reproved. And the Lord answered and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. So key number one. Ready? God's voice in your heart is like a flow of spontaneous thoughts. Like Habakkuk in the scripture says, he heard, he heard the voice of the Lord. What was it? What did it sound like? Elijah said it this way. It's like a still small voice. Sometimes we struggle hearing from God because we want to hear an inner audible voice. But It happens sometimes, but the norm is that, it's that still, small voice we need to know about so, uh, listening to the Lord with that. And, um, so, you know, Acts 15, 28 helps us understand about these but having the thoughts of the Holy Spirit is ours, Acts 15, 28. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. See, that's what brought the leadership in one accord. They had were hearing from the Lord together. That's what brings the unity to the church. You're hearing from the Lord together and how blessed it is when brethren... Dwell together in unity is like the precious oil that was poured out on Aaron and on his beard and on his garments. No, there's powerful anointing in the church and the unity of the body and loving one another. Amen. Key number two, become still so you can sense God's flow of thoughts and emotions within. That's hard for us. We got our cell phone going all day long. But we need to be still turn, and know he's God, as Psalms 46.10 says. And Jesus expressed it this way. He, he was in the temple just before the crucifixion. And, and all of a sudden, he stood up and cried out in a loud voice and said, All ye that are thirsty, come to me and drink. He who believes in me out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And what was that living water? Words of life. Words of life. You know, when you get still doing worship, like, did you experience that today? You begin to hear from the Lord. Get still. You can get still on a crowded subway. Yeah. You've been in Japan during rush hour? Sardine time, man. You're like this, wall-to-wall people. No one's saying a thing, but you're squashed. But instead of complaining, just start thanking the Lord, releasing the glory of the Lord all over that train. And you get off that train so refreshed. you just been with him in the midst of a crowd. Been still, okay? Pretty easy, huh? Okay, uh, key number three. Fix your eyes on Jesus, seeing in the spirit the dreams and visions of Almighty God. Well, because Habakkuk said, I will keep watch to see. He's kept looking for the vision. Sometimes we start hearing from God and we don't can pursue it. He wants to complete what he's saying. So we need to continue to keep him the author and finisher of our faith and pursue him. And Acts two. Let, let's turn to that passage in, in uh, Acts, Acts chapter 2, that we are experiencing now in these outpourings that we're having here since the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one set up on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's so key as you get baptized in the Holy Spirit to that prayer language. Use it all the time. So important to hearing from God. Because you get quiet and you, you flow with what he's saying. Okay? And verse 17 talks about this, this is ongoing. And it shall come to pass in the Last day says, God, that I pour out my spirit on on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. It's ongoing. It's ongoing vision. We need to pursue. God's pointing it out all the time. Just stay with him. Stay with him and listen. And look what he's showing you. I was, as I was uh, pastoring downtown Tokyo one day, a mother came to me just before I was to get up to speak. And she said, You know, this, you know, Pastor, every week my family and I, we gather around our table and pray for you guys. And she said, This week, my junior high daughter, she had a vision of you. And it was about the Holy Spirit coming upon me. And then later she gave me a full page of all that the vision was about. And I, thought, I thanked her for it. And then and I just standing on the front row like that, waiting for this the worship started up and and I started tried to sing all I could do is weep he was there i didn't expect that to be fulfilled so fast but he was there <laughs> he was there like jacob's ladder angels ascending and descending and jesus is all is there i was just undone i tried to sing i'm just weeping it's through the whole worship time just like that the glory of the lord And when I finally got up to stagger to the platform, all I could say was, all we need is him. He's just He's just all we need. All we need relationship with our king, our Lord, our savior. Amen. Hallelujah. See, Jesus was always in constant communication with the father. When he was on earth, he only did what the father said. And he said, you do the same. And greater things. We need to hear from God. We're going to do the same thing Jesus did. We need to hear from Him all the time. Wherever you are, hear from Him all the time. Talk to Him. Enjoy Him. Have fun with Him. Delight in Him, okay? Okay. Key number four journaling. Uh huh. All oh, the men don't like this one. The women, oh, they're always writing things down. Yes. And it's the key. Okay. All right. So get out your pencil, man. Talk to the Lord. What are you are saying to me today? Yeah. And get still. That thought starts to rise in your heart. Pay attention to it. Start to write it. Continue. Don't try to judge it right at the beginning. You cut it off. Just keep writing, writing. And you get so, you know, then... then Ask your wife to check it out. She'll tell you if it's of God or not. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Then, but your confidence will grow because you begin to learn to hear from God all the time. All right. So walk with him. Stay with him. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Stand in his presence and hear from him as you get quiet before the Lord. What's he saying to you right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His glory is upon you. He's special in your sight. He's filling you with His love. He's anointing you for such a time as this. Receive His oil. Let Him drench you good. Empower you for what is impossible for you to do on your own. Eliya. tocolia. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. hmm And you just rise and shine. Rise and shine. Everywhere you go, in your home, in your business, in your school, in your city, in all throughout America, rise and shine. Give God the glory. For he will have this land. This is his land. It's his land he gave us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. That you're awesome in your church. You're raising up a church. Mighty in you, glorious in you. You will have your bride, Lord. Holy, set apart for you. The I am that I am in us. Hallelujah, Our hope of glory. Thank you, Lord. We will finish the race. We will run the race. We will bring the harvest in, Father. We will do your work. And we thank you for calling us all, Lord, at such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, Yes, Let's give
0: them a round of applause you can be seated for a second. Bill, Carroll. thank you so much for your word today. Thank you for your service. We needed the reminder of hearing. Amen. You know, I think all of us need to be better listeners to what God's saying. Do you, can you agree? Can you agree? I, a statement stood out to me that you made at the beginning, Bill, uh, that you're a fire starter. Uh, I, I love that. Uh, hopefully a fire has been lit in you with as listeners today, whether you're online or here, to see the need in Japan. Uh, Hopefully you have been lit on fire for the need of hearing in America and being the light here. Uh, I'm challenged to be a fire starter myself. You know, I think of the fire that was started thousands of years ago in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit fell, and that's what we're a product of today. You know, that's what sent us, Jesus himself sent us out, but it's the Holy Spirit that that propelled us forward, uh, propelled you forward uh, 30-some years ago uh, to go to the country of Japan and to be a light. And uh, sometimes probably it hasn't felt like you've always been winning, but you've been faithful. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We honor you for your faithfulness today. Today we have a responsibility uh, to be faithful to missionaries, to be faithful to the call of God, to be faithful to the Great Commission. Even though that we may not go, we are responsible to send people and to help them fire start. We're part of the, the fuel to help them f- to start that fire. And I just want to remind you in, Acts, or in Romans chapter 10, uh, I call us back to this every single time we have a missionary because I think repetition is important. Reminder is important, That's stirring. And I'm asking that the Holy Spirit will stir you once again today. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, How then can they call on the one they do not believe? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? we see and we've heard about Japan today and the 1%, and I love the faith that he says 100%. To, I love the faith that has says 100%, and I believe that we that we're responsible to help fuel that 100%. And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them, and how can they, anyone preach unless they are sent? Unless they are sent. Bill and Carol, you have lived much of your life on the mission field. You've been willing to be sent and people have sent you and today we want to continue to send you. We want to continue to empower you and so this is your opportunity today. We don't have uh, uh, trays being passed at this moment but there's ways to be able to give whether that's online, uh, go to our our church app. Um, What is the code word today? Japan, there we are, eight, four, text 84321, Japan, uh, if you will go on right at this moment and just would you give, we want to be able to bless them as they go back to Japan, we want to be able to support them monthly, um, the importance of supporting monthly is like, and the faithfulness that is there is what helps them sustain the ministry while they're doing what they're doing, and today we also want to give this cash offering that helps, helps them get across and get get things that are taking care of, expenses that are needing to to be there, flights and all that sort of stuff. So we want to be faithful in supporting them and giving. Uh, Would you do that today? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for this opportunity to support God, people that are so important to you. God, people that have sacrificed so much. God, we don't uh, lift them up to exalt them as a person we lift them up and exalt their character that they've been obedient to walk where you've asked them to walk. God, we thank you for their obedience. We thank you for their sacrifices. We thank you for this the seed that they have planted in Japan. God, as they have been faithful in sowing, as they've been faithful in lighting the fire, as they've been faithful in shining forth Jesus. And God, today, I don't know where they're at, whether they're feeling, I, I sense that they're excited to get back. But God, I don't know if they left in, a, in in areas of discouragement or whatever. God, I pray that as they return, God, to Japan, God, that they're, they're, you would ignite them with a new passion and a new desire to communicate the gospel. God, I ask, God, that you'd send forth workers, send forth laborers, Uh, in in their area, God, where they need help. God, I ask in the name of Jesus, God, that the seed that has been planted over the years, God, that they would see the fruit of their labor. God, that the seed that has been planted, that it would germinate, that it would produce, that it would grow. God, we ask for salvations in the name of Jesus. God, we ask for the the 10%, we ask for the 20%, the 30%. God, the 100%, God, in the name of Jesus, and God, we thank you that you're already working. God, we know that you use humans, but God, it's your power through humans. So God, I pray, would you baptize in a fresh power? Would you baptize in a fresh uh, energy? God, would you give and grant more favor than they have even when they left? And God, we're anticipating testimonies. God, that you would bless them, that you would use them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for coming today. Would you give them a round of applause this morning? Thank them for their service. Amen. Our hope is to see you next Sunday. Make sure that you're present. Remember, we're not registering any longer. Thank God. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Uh, we're excited uh, for the day that we get to take these things off, complete the mask off. We're going to have, I think we should have like a mask burning ceremony or something, whatever that looks like. But, hey, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for being faithful God bless you, have an amazing week. Would you tell someone, would you, would you take an opportunity to reconnect with someone today before you leave? Uh, take a moment just to, to say hi and maybe even introduce yourself if you don't recognize someone. God bless you, have a good day. Here at Relevant Life Church, it's our mission to see people connect with God, relate to one another, and reach our world. This single statement drives everything we do as a church. Our hope, is that today you were encouraged in this. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed day.